Upward I look and see him there Who made an end of all my sin Because a sinless Savior died My sinful soul is counted free For God the just is satisfied To look on him On him and me. Welcome to Redeem Meditations. I am your host, Thomas Sandow, and we are in the last episode of the Atoma series, and uh, I could not be um, not ha- happier to end it, but I could not be um, happier to talk about this subject and to um, have some just really awesome brothers in Christ to uh, have a ha- have a discussion with with me on the on this dot dot. Doctrine that we're about to go through. Uh, what I have, or what I have with me, who I have with with me, is the guys from the Reform Raza. If you guys would, guys, go ahead and introduce do yourselves. Do your thing. This is Reform Raza. <laughs> my name is Martin Velasquez, aka Mr. Friedman, and I got to my side. What up, everybody? This is Brother Vic, aka Vic Rick. And if you follow me, I follow back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and this is Justin Corona. Uh, AKA. Okay, is dead. I don't know. No, AKA, not the virus, bro. Come not on. the virus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pleasure to be on, brother. Oh, I'm so glad you guys brought the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but it's, it's kind of like a thing now. Like people are expecting right. now, so. We bring it. My, my professionalism just went up like a hundred points. <laughs> that a uh, background beat, and you're, you're solid. You're good. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how to do 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 that either. <laughs> we knew that. That's why we got Justin. He does all Yeah, you need to get get yourself a Justin. You're a podcaster. Get yourself a Justin. It's like that, that Marvel meme. We got an army. We got a Justin. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Can can I find a Justin on like on like the Facebook Marketplace or anything like that? Yeah, you, you, go, you go to Craigslist or you go to you know anywhere you can find a Justin there. There's limited stock. <laughs> oh, wow. limited stock, huh? That sounds very limited. Li- uh, limited. Like you know, fellas, you know what else is limited? Hmm. Enlighten us, brother. Uh, <laughs> all right, so. The subject of the atonement that we're going to be talking about today is going to be the extent of the atonement. And as some of you may know, um, yeah, I'm full-fledged, five five points believe in limited atonement, or I actually much prefer the historical term, uh, definite atonement. Meaning that Christ's atonement only extends to those whom the Father... Gave gave to him to save. So, um, yeah, um, kind of a spicy one, but again, a fun one for uh, for clo- clo- closing it out. So, one of the things um, 
like when I was when I got introduced to the doctrines of grace, I, when the doctrines were ex- explained to me, even limited atonement, it just made sense. Yeah, because they all just again they all built on each other like this this you know the stupid Driscoll thing of of well because it starts with total depravity of man that means it's a man centered doctor and that you've never been educated or ordained in any sort of yeah ministry position at all but um the fact that these things these doctrines build off of each other it just made sense that that if the regeneration of the spirit wasn't universal and the election of the father was not universal. It just didn't really make any sense to me that 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 Jesus's atonement would 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 also be universal. Yeah, yeah. However, I did grow up in like the progressive world and uh, y- you know big time what we talked about last week moral influence um kind of thing so i heard a lot of growing up that jesus died for the whole world just as kind of a kick 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 starter can you guys kind of break down why that is quite possibly a really bad thing to especially preach from a pulpit yes yes um, yeah. So the the big thing with this is that if the atonement was not limited to God's elect, then the only other option is universalism, which the Bible does not affirm. So the only option that we got if we deny limited atonement is universal atonement, meaning then everyone is going to be saved and since God loves the whole world equally and Jesus died for the whole world, that, that means everyone is saved and is, is going to go to heaven. Well, we run into a real big problem. You know, um, one of my pastors from before, he said it like this. He said, if, if the atonement is universal, then why are people in hell? Why are people going to hell? So if there's one soul that goes to hell, then Jesus dying on the cross or the atonement was in vain and it didn't work. Because that would mean that that although Jesus died for this person, that person still ended up in hell. So that means that there's no power in the atonement then. It's just, oh, Jesus died for everybody. No, there's real actual consequences to that. That if Jesus died for you, that means your sins are atoned for. Therefore, you are free from the guilt and the condemnation that comes from your sin. If the atonement has reached you, then Jesus paid for your sins. So you're telling me, although Jesus paid for your sins, you're still going to wind up in hell? That's what got to me. And to me, that didn't make sense. So... <laughs> Then, then, then basically, if someone goes to hell, then Jesus died in vain. And that doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of 
I, I don't know. You might call it like philosophy behind the uh, the the do, do, doctrine of the doctrines of grace with this. Um, but what really I found a really good argument for was through um, God's the attributes of God. Um, specifically, omnipotence. If, if you know, we will claim Jesus is God Almighty, meaning He is He He is omnipotent. Yeah. So, yeah. That, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I was just gonna say that I have to agree with you on that because I mean, for me at first I had a problem with a with a limited atonement when I first heard it. Because uh, when I was first digging into reform theology, I was like, yeah, I agree with, you know, total depravity. I agree with election. But it's like that kind of that limited atonement. It's like, ah, for me, the first first time I heard about it, I was like, it sounds like you're trying to limit God and what he can do. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds to me at first, because, you know, I grew up in that whole like, oh, uh, everybody has a right to choose whether they want they want God or not. And so to say limited atonement to me at first was like, dang, you're limiting God's power. But then coming, like, as you were saying about the attributes of God, uh, omnipotent, and then his sovereignty, it takes away glory from God. It takes away from, from what Christ came to do in the first place. And in, in a way, it's, it's like you're missing the whole point with universal, if you believe in universal atonement. You're taking away the power of God. You're taking away the glory of God, and you're giving mad man the glory. You're giving man yeah. a, a sort of a, 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 the, the center of everything. Like, you choose, and it's up to you. And if Christ saved you, it's because you chose him. It's because you did this, where it's like, wait a minute, hold up. The atonement is what Christ did. It's glory to who, what, what God has done. Mm-hmm. So, I mean— you're t- you're, yeah, I, I agree with you. You're, t- you're taking away glory from God if you're going with universal atonement. Mm-hmm. And, and hinging on like how you started bringing up about omnipotence of God, in reality, if you disagree with the doctrine of election, you are taking power away from, from God because ultimately that worldview, you imagine a God with a big heart but with no power. He's that that God is only a wishful thinking God, hoping that people will be saved by their own will, which we know by scripture, no one will be saved by that way. Mm. If if God did not have a plan to elect and then redeem these these elect, those whom he would set his love upon. uh, If that didn't happen, no one would be saved. But because he has done these things, it. It, in fact, only highlights his power to where the God that we serve from the Bible is actually a, a God with, with you know, the biggest heart that we could ever think of with the most power. Because not only would he set his love on these people that, that he would predestine from the beginning of time, but he is so powerful that he would do everything in his power to, to keep these people, to preserve these people, and work in them his will so that they would be careful to obey while at the same time allowing us to make these choices um, that, that may seem free at the same time, but, but 
we are also included within this. It, it's it's that mystery between our wills and his, but he works in us so much so that that we ultimately fulfill the 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 plan that he has laid out already. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I would even say that. I always said it like this from the very beginning. I said, God is sovereign over everything, and we make real choices. How does that work? I have no idea. But <laughs> we know that God is sovereign over all, and we see this in Genesis, I believe it's chapter 50, with the story of Joseph and his brothers, where they made real choices to betray him and sell him into slavery. They actually hated him and they actually really disliked him and they really wanted to get rid of him. They made that decision on their own. But at the end, you know how Joseph makes that deeply profound statement. He says, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. In the background scene, we see the sovereignty of God where people were actually doing things out of their own hatred, but at the same time, God was working in it. And that's how it works with, with uh, salvation as well. Uh, people who hate God really do hate God. And it's only by the grace of God that he elects some unto salvation and the rest he passes over. He is not being unjust. He is not being uh, a dictator or anything. People, people really don't want God. We see this in Romans 3, right? No one is good. No one is righteous. No one seeks after God. No, nobody does. Left to our own free will, we will not choose God because our wills are enslaved to sin. We can only make choices based upon what we're enslaved to. We're slaves to sin. So we can't free ourselves. So it's only by the grace of God that he plucks some out and gives them eternal life so he can be glorified in them and that his wrath can be made known through the rest. I mean, that's a hard truth to swallow for a lot of, you know, Christians these days. But that's what the scriptures teach. And, and, and we don't do anybody any favors by shining away from this and making it seem like, oh, that's too hard for God. Like, come on, like, really? Like, this is what scripture reveals. Even God himself, he, he says, man, like, I don't need you to really cover for me. I, there's, there's no temple that he dwells in. He is the God of this earth. He does as he pleases. So what do we do? We embrace these doctrines and show the glory of God within them that he really is doing all things for his purpose and his glory. And we are only to praise him because we were not ones that were, you know, left, that were passed over. He had grace upon us. So why would this seem like a horrible doctrine? Like, bro, like if you're a believer, a true born again, redeemed in Christ, praise God for limited atonement because you weren't passed over. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's how I see it. Well, and I think again, bringing up uh, the kind of putting, kind of going back to the, you know, why are you limiting God? Why are you, um, you know, um, one, I, I think, I think sometimes we have to step step back and see how God has, I guess, lim limited himself. He's limited himself to these attributes and said, this is who I am. And this is and by saying who he, he is saying who he is not. 
and nowhere in in this doctrine of limited atone tone atonement or definite atonement are are we trying to say that that god god couldn't have made made the, made the atonement atone, atone, atone for all all the world in fact he he could and and um uh, Kevin DeYoung says 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 this in his book um, Grace Defined and Defended. Um, Dor Dor affirms that Christ Christ's death was sufficiently worthy in that it could have, if it had been God's intention, to atone for the whole 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 world, but it wasn't. And I, I think, you know, especially for those that do that are supposed four point Calvinists or whatever you want to say. There's no such thing. No, no, there's not. But <laughs> they're like, low key flat. Sometimes. <laughs> no, they're low key not Calvinists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just call them Lutherans. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a I got a good I got a good buddy who listens to this. Uh, he he has the podcast Undying Light, mm-hmm. um, and and he's Lutheran, so he shout out shout out to Flame. If you know, yeah, shout, yeah. To this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <Bob>. um, <laughs> um, but but yeah, so it, it it's not. I can't. It it goes back back to this doctrine of election does not make any sense if there's a if there is a if there is unconditional election that is not universal and a regeneration that is not universal. So the election of the Father is not universal, and the regeneration of the Holy Spirit is not universal. But somehow we want to claim that the second person of the triune God is somehow out of sorts with the will of the Trinity. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think people don't really think about even salvation in a in a triune way, right? We, we a lot of people don't see it like all oh, the father elects the son, you know, uh, pays for the sin and the and the spirit regenerates them. And I think that's a uh, very important in the aspect of the atonement of the gospel is that it's a trinitarian gospel, and because it is, the persons of the Trinity are united in what's going on, so they're not going to be at odds with each other. And and say, oh, the Father has elected, but the atonement is not applied, you know, because whatever, you know, um, mm-hmm. nobody's at odds with each, with each other. Um, the Triune God has come in the in the covenant of forgot it, Justin. What is it called? Redemption. 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 Yes. Come on, Mr. Presbyterian, we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to redemption, the 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 plan of salvation was thought between the the triune God 
and it was it was um how do you even say it? it was it was it was a uh, uh bastard and it was and it was done in agreement and no one was you know arguing with each other or anything like that uh mm-hmm. god's plan was perfect it was executed perfectly and this is the result that we see in scripture so to say that the the atonement is not limited to the elect then you're putting the triune god at odds with each other and that's not not what's going down and then in that you know um i i i've been going through a little bit of a um doctrine of the trinity um kick lately in my own free 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 time and um i seem to rant about this every uh every episode now um so people are probably tired of hearing it but here we go we're going to talk talk about eternal subordination of the sun 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 again the only way limited atonement does not work in a triune god is if you subscribe to eternal eternal functional subordination of the sun which basically says there's multiple wills in the trinity which when you boil that down that's called arianism yeah no (laughs) um yeah that that's all i'll say on that um read john 17 that's what i'll say yeah (laughs) um so one of the greatest head- headings that I, I I've seen on a chapter on definite atonement was in uh, Robert Godfrey's book, uh, Saving the Reformation, and he named it um, the atonement um, um, apply, um, defined and depl- and applied. Um, may, maybe could could you guys possibly break 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 that down? How how does limited atonement atonement this doctrine of definite atonement atonement kind of show the the definition of atonement and then how it's applied to the believers or God's elect? So. When it comes to the application of the atonement, we have to see that there was a group of people that were pre-selected for salvation. And this is a hard one for people to grasp. Um, We're talking about um, supralapsarianism and infralapsarianism, right? Whatever way you want to look at it, um, there was a group of people that were pre-selected. A number, and of which we do not know, that's not for us to, to judge or for to, to say, oh, he's elected, not elected, you know, that's not on us for, to, to say. But since there was a selectioning, selection that happened, these group of people had to have their sins pardoned. So the application of the atonement 
I mean, yeah, it's it's you get into tricky waters when you get through here because you're like, oh, that means that they were saved or their sins were paid for since before this and that. That's not the point. The point is that at the moment of re- that regeneration happened, the atonement was applied to this person. This person's sins were paid for and they were cleared. The main thing about the atonement and that sins have been paid for. So what does that mean? That your sins are no longer condemning to you. You have you are you are free to go from the courtroom. You know what I mean? I like it how Ray Comfort, you know, I don't, he's not Calvinist or anything, but when he evangelizes, he says, you know, um, you sinned, then Jesus paid your fine. Jesus paid your fine, so you're free to go. That's the application of the atonement, that Jesus paid your fine. You can legally walk out of the courtroom because your sins have been paid for. So to say that the sins of the world have been paid for, then you're you're making a mess of the whole thing because now you're going into universalism. But the application is, is that sins have been paid for. They have been cleared. You have a stack of fines that have been cleared and then you can le- legally be like, be set free. Mm-hmm. But, and, it's, and it's to do it to the to the utmost, right? Like, like this, this goes for sins that I mean, it goes for all sins, past, the, present, and future. Past, present, present and future. future. Yep. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Romans eight one. Yeah, and 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 the application for us as the believer who holds to this doctrine is that we can now move forward without guilt uh, because we are no longer guilty. And, and though we may continue to sin uh, because we are in these bodies of flesh, but our assurance is that the fine has already been paid for and that just as First uh, John goes on to say that if I sin, I could continue to ask for forgiveness because of the advocate that stands on my behalf, Amen. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. righteous, uh, and it's and it's that that really I I think it if anything it brings home an an assurance for the believer that there is no longer eggshells that they feel like they are walking on, um, that at any moment they may lose uh, salvation because if if you think about limited atonement, definite atonement. Uh, it really does, in in a sense, um, mirror um, the the doctrine of of us not losing our salvation. Mm-hmm. Because if he has set out to save the elect and apply salvation to them, um, we know that we are secured in that. For those of us that do have faith. Why? Because we believe that the Holy Spirit is also involved in that. As well, just as uh, Martin pointed out, that the, the triune God is involved in this whole thing. It's, it's, this gospel is, is very rich in the Trinity as well because all persons of the Trinity are, are involved in it. And for the elect, the, the Holy Spirit will indwell within the regenerated heart. I mean, it's the very reason 
how or the very reason why the heart is even regenerate to begin with is because the Holy Spirit indwells within the person's heart. Mm-hmm. But it's because of that 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 gives us the assurance because though I, I may sin, the Holy Spirit corrects me, leads me to repentance, ask for forgiveness. A, a normal person within the world will not care for any of that. They won't even think twice about the sin that they commit. They may feel guilty at times, but not enough to lead them to repent, not enough to ask for forgiveness from the Father. Mm-hmm. But the application that we could take as the believer is that we know that it's pain and full. Now we can walk from that. Instead of working for any type of salvation or anything like that, now we walk from that. We, we live from that. It's like if, if uh, I, don't, I don't know about you, but uh, growing up, I didn't have a whole lot of money, but my friends did. And so uh, all my friend would have to say is that, hey, don't worry, I got you. Whenever we go to like the movies or go out to eat, before hearing those words, I'd be like, oh, I can't go, guys. I, I don't have money. You know, I got to ask, but my parents aren't home or, or anything like that. But then, the, but then one of my friends always have extra money. He'd be like, no, don't worry. I got you. He wouldn't say like how much, but he'll say, I got you. And with that, that assured me that, all right, you know, what? I'm able to partake in everything that's about to, that, that's about to go on. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we know that every, all the promises that are applied to those that are that have faith in Christ. I got you. I got you. Dang, Mr. Analogy. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, I think one thing, um, somehow there became this weird state state stigma that uh, that the doctrines of grace do nothing but make people question their salvation when re 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 really especially in the doctrine of definite atonement i i feel nothing but assurance exactly i i think there's some truth to that in a sense of when we are coming out of a framework that does not agree with calvinism so for example if if the, if calvinists Calvinism, Reformed um, theology, is something you're you were familiar with from the beginning of being a Christian, uh, or or just something that made more sense to you when you became a Christian. Maybe not so, but for those that have had uh, years of being, you know, Armenian, I guess you would say, right, mm-hmm. of of understanding that type of you know wonky theology, when you first come to Calvinism, you do sort of question like, well. You know, if this is true, am I really elect then? But but like how I mentioned before, when you understand the doctrine in itself, you see the beauty of it. And and you come to that assurance of like, well, that's not a question that I need to be asking. Just the fact that I'm even asking these questions and, and I'm even um, concerned only draws the awareness that there's something working in me that is outside of me. To only make sure that, or not make sure, but as I continue to read the scriptures, I am more affirmed in that I am a, a child of God because my faith is in Christ because, you know, you know, all these other things that within, are within the scripture. But but the, to an extent, there there may be those that do question, maybe at the beginning. Maybe in the beginning. Those, that's yes. what I'm saying. Like in the beginning, the questions come. 
but there's the assurance when you continue to look through it. Mm-hmm. No, the, a full understanding of the five points of Calvinism will bring assurance to the believer. Mm-hmm. It will. You know, at first, yeah, someone who barely heard these things and, you know, they're, you know, how you said, Armenians, and that's where they're coming from. Of course, they're going to wrestle with these things. You know, it's only natural. But once, you know, you come to the full understanding of what the Bible teaches about election and salvation, like, yeah, there's a real assurance that comes with that. Yeah, I was I was going to say that um, the doctrines of grace are so beautiful. Once you come to a full understanding of God's plan, of what he was doing in the first place, because I look back to my to my uh, to my Armenian mentality, you know, it was kind of like I had to do it. I had to, in a sake, in a, in a sense, keep my salvation. I, yeah. It was up to me to to keep it because I gave my life. I said this prayer, and now I I have to keep do, keep doing these works or, or keep doing something to to make make my salvation sure. It was up to me, but coming to the doctrines of grace. You know, uh, coming especially to the Middle you, you find out that it, this whole plan was there since the beginning, and it, it was it was like it said, it's a definite atonement. It wasn't God's reckless love that you know <laughs> that He just <laughs> recklessly did something and oh, oh man, just come to me. I did it all for you. Just come to me, my please come to me i'm please. outside your door knocking. i'm outside the door knocking knocking there, on your heart there's no doorknob on the outside so yeah yeah i mean with these doctrines it's definite it's assured and to the believer who understands these doctrines of grace after after coming out of your cage stage you, you start and you start giving god the glory and 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 uh giving him the glory for what he has done for you on your behalf that he that Christ paid the sins that that were that the debt was was mine. I had to atone it, but Christ did it for me. He took my place. He elected me from the beginning. It was His plan, and He sustains me. He's the one that keeps me going. It's just how Martin pointed out earlier that you know people who hate God they hate God, and you know for somehow it's like God's working through the mess. But now when you come come out of it, it's like, wait a minute, God was with me from the beginning. He he chose me. Ephesians chapter two or Ephesians chapter one is what I always reference because when it's not like Calvinists or or, or you know those who know the doct- doctrine of limited atonement are going around saying you're not saved, you're not chosen, but you are. So I need to preach to this person. No, okay. it's not like that. Ephesians chapter one, how he says, praise be the praise be the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has chosen us. And through that whole chapter, you're you're seeing that it was because he predestined, because he chose. And Paul's basically saying, praise God for what he has done on your behalf. And that's why us as the children of God can only give praise to the Father. I heard John Piper say say this before, but in regards to Ephesians chapter 1, it's to God be the glory for what he has done. You can be assured that you have been elected, you have been predestined, for adoption, for justification, and us, we can do is give glory to God. This is an assurance for the believer that he can give glory to God. I don't know how it's working out, but all I know is that you have chosen me. It, The atonement was definite. You're the one who sustains me, and we keep going forward because of what Christ has done on our behalf. 
But mm-hmm. if anything, this gives glory to God all the way. Right. All the way. And, and that's um that's uh the young will go 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 on in his chat chapter on definite atonement to and say that we want to get our theology right like that this is really like we want to suss this out and know a lot about this thick doctrine of the atone, atone atonement but it's not for the point of knowing the doctrine of puffing yourself up it's it's for giving god the the glory that he he he's due yeah yeah because and, it's all the work of god from beginning to end mm-hmm. the middle everywhere from regenerating us from electing us to regenerating us to sanctifying us to glorifying us it's all a work of god Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So, um, just kind of really, just kind of close, 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 closing really, really, really quick. You guys are out, um, you know, doing a doing 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 a lot of great evangelistic work and de- different stuff 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 like that in California. How do you? integrate you know because it's it's much easier to say much easier to say say, uh jesus loves you and died for you when you don't know that yeah now just because you don't know that doesn't mean you shouldn't share the gospel with them but i mean you can't really just be like hey Jesus loved you, and He died, died, died for you. Well, that's cool. <laughs> you know, that's like the the response you would get. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Or just the uh, I know. Well, yeah. First of all, Jesus loves you is not is not the gospel. That's mm-hmm. not a gospel presentation. Mm-hmm. The gospel is not inviting people to church. It's not giving away free food. It's not. Telling them Jesus loves you. Uh, a lot of people, especially, you know, I'm always going to say this. Hispanic churches, you know, some who I would leave nameless right now, do a lot of great, you know, outreach programs where they're out there. You know, they give supplies to less fortunate. They're in lower income communities and they're doing these events and uh, helping out the community. But their their quote unquote gospel it's just Jesus loves you, and look, this person was a drug addict, and now he has a, a good job. That's the power of God right there. It's like a sales pitch. Yeah. It's like, look at this guy. Look what God did to him. Yeah. You want this? Come get it. But they're not focusing in on the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. There's no uh, repentance being preached. There's no, you know, God's wrath and real, you know, Judgment is coming and the realities of hell. None of that stuff is mentioned. It's just like, look, I was a stuck on the streets and now I'm having a good life. What motivates us for evangelism is this whole tulip. It is the whole doctrines of grace and Calvinism and definite atonement. It assures us in our evangelism. Why? Because we are to preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations. We preach the gospel to everybody 
that is willing to hear us. And just like uh, Paul and Barnabas, when they were out preaching, um, I'm pretty sure it's in Acts 17, something like that. Don't quote me on that. But when they preach the word of God to the people and the people receive it with joy and then this key text that motivates our evangelism and says, and all who were ordained unto life believed. Paul was sharing the gospel with anybody that would listen, knowing that those whom the Father has elected will hear the gospel and be saved. That is limited, limited atonement working itself out in evangelism because we know that we are to preach the gospel to everyone and we know that because the preaching of the gospel is the gospel is going to be presented, people will come to Christ. So we are 100% successful in evangelism when we share the gospel because our job is not to regenerate people because we can't. We can't save people. That's something only that, that, that God does. So he uses his gospel as a means to save people. So what, what is our part? We preach the gospel and God does the saving because it's all a work that he has done. He has elected. He will save those who will listen. He will save those who will, you know, who, who, who have been elected. Mm-hmm. That's gives us, that gives us motivation. Calvinist should be the most evangelistic because we know that God will save people through the preaching of the gospel. So it's not Jesus loves you. Come to my church is that, you have sinned against God. And there's a real hell and a real judgment coming. God in his mercy and in his grace has sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for the sins of people who would put their trust in him. Repent, believe the gospel, and you will be saved. You have the love of God in there because it's only through the love of God that he sent Jesus to die on the cross. For sinners. Jesus died for sinners. Who are we? We're sinners. That's the love of God. So those who would believe this gospel will be saved. That's what the gospel is. Mm-hmm. So that gives, that's what motivates us to share the gospel. Especially, you know, since we're going to be church uh, planting, we've we got to share the gospel to everyone. You know, And we know when we have this assurance that God will save people and he will save his elect, and he will bring his people together. Yeah, it, it also removes a burden from those that are out there uh, evangelizing. The burden of trying to make sure that, that these people pray this prayer. Yeah. Or making sure that we follow up with, with these persons, and we make sure uh, that we get them to our church, or whatever it may be, because holding to, to the doctrines of grace... Like how Martin said, like it's a hundred percent guarantee. The scriptures say that how are they to have faith that they don't hear? Mm-hmm. More than that, the gospel in itself, when it's preached, is the means that people are saved. Right? If people don't hear the gospel, they cannot be saved. I mean, they cannot get saved. There is no way that they, because they haven't heard the gospel that saves. But if we're out there and we preach the gospel. Right? Whether the person responds to us in that very moment and says, I want this, I want to come to your church, I want to believe, or whatever you know, the response is, 
whether they respond in that way, in which is which would be like a you know a thumbs up, a good like, oh man, that's dope, right? Whether they respond in that way, or maybe they heard the gospel, but their response in that moment was mm, not today or not for me. But but we know that even then, we know that the word doesn't come back void. <laughs> so even when we go out there and we get no people that that you know wanna get prayed for or whatever you know they don't want anything to do about jesus we still know that the word went out and it wasn't in vain whether you know they go home they you know the the gospel that was presented is chewing over in their minds you know for the next couple of days whatever it may be i know that if if you know whoever i preach to if they are truly one of god's elect god will continue the work without me Mm-mm-mm. So by by affirming the doctrines of grace in our evangelism, it takes us out of the work. All we are are just the vessels being used. But more than that, it is not about us anymore. It is all about God and it's all dependent upon God because we know that it's him that regenerates. I'm gonna drop the mic. Uh, <laughs> here. For real, that was that was hard. Oh, hold on, hold on. I got you. Beautiful. So I guess the the other framework, the Armenian framework, you're you're bringing in people who aren't saved. But even then, I mean, if anything, you're you're counting. I don't know. People are just doing it just to fill the churches. If anything. Yeah. Numbers equal success these days, but mm-hmm. not always, not always the, the mark of success. Yeah, make sure, uh, make sure your church doesn't look, smell, or sound like a church. <laughs> right. And and people will come. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's that's Christianity today. <laughs> you gotta have stormtroopers doing worship. Yeah, right. All that. Yeah. Lightsabers and journey covers of of bands and things like that. <laughs> Don't forget the naked cowboy. We got the, a red oh, helicopter for Easter. Was the naked cowboy? He, you never seen that Hillsong? Uh, Hillsong oh, with the naked it, cowboy. It, it, just, <laughs> yeah. just sounds weird that you mentioned a naked cowboy. That's, hey, that's all. It just sounds weird. Hey, that that was Hillsong. Don't don't blame me. <laughs> Hillsong actually did that. A pastor came out. Uh, I think in in his underwear, and he just had a guitar covering that area. Carl, made it Carl look, Lentz. No, I think it was actually. No, it, it would make sense. If it was Carl Lentz. No, it was actually the one I think that was a pastor for Hillsong, uh, Bill. Orange County, <laughs> over here. Say so just no, no, say okay. no, but no, that's no, that to the point. I say that because, I mean, that's what evangelism or church has become. In the mega church scene, that you have to put on a show and people come for the show. It's no longer church. You have this. You have a stage that doesn't. There's doesn't look like a like a church. It looks like a play, or it looks like you're going to a theater or something. Like people are there to be entertained. They're not there to really hear the gospel. Mm-hmm. That's the point of me saying all this. I think that's what Charles Spurgeon once said. That they're going to be a time where you will. Well, you, uh, the the sheep will not no longer be fed. Instead, they'll they'll get a preachers who will entertain the goats, the goats, the goats. clowns that will entertain the goats, something like that. Yeah. Charles Spurgeon said that. Yeah, you can quote Victor on that. Yeah, call me. 
Well, that guys, that 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 I was good. I want to be respect, respectful to your time, um, and uh, and um, guys, I, I I really enjoyed the common conversation. Really enjoyed your um your uh, your con, 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 comments and your discuss discussion. Um, as a reminder to everybody who's listening, um, we are doing the get get giveaway. So if you go on Redeem Meditations uh, Instagram page, tag two p people in 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 the giveaway post, and then send me a screenshot of you listening to the uh, the pod, pod, podcast. You will have a chance to win some coffee from um from oh they're gonna kill 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 me I'm drawing drawing a blank 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 right now. Is it reformed roasters? <laughs> no, no, no. I I actually talked uh, bad badly about reformed roasters early in the podcast. I don't think. Oh my bad. You said coffee and reformed are like reformed roasters. Yeah, <laughs> um, Coronado Cobb. Oh, you, oh you, all right, yeah, yeah, those uh, guys are cool. Yeah, they're giving away Bi- Bible Dinger co- co- coffee. Um, Alex from Undying Light is going to be giving away some merch, and, and we will be giving away um, um, the book from Heaven He Came and Sought Sought Her. Definite atonement in in historical, biblical, theological theological and pastoral perspectives um oh, it's a great book right there. even if you don't subscribe to uh definite tone 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 atonement you're gonna want to read the book and then you know believe in the doctrine because it's biblical um Man. but but he, 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 here's the thing i keep getting asked are you even going going to check that does it even matter if I screen screen screenshot? Yes, it does. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the names in a gen, 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 generator. I'm going to go back and see if that name that got 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 spit out of the gen, generator sent me a screen screen screenshot. And if there is no screen screenshot, there is no there is no prize. OK, um, th- this there, is um, there's no prize. Yeah, <laughs> they're. Um, you know uh the god 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 gospels of grace but this um this um this uh this giveaway is of 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 works so 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 yeah it's a pretty cool giveaway um also um Anybody who is interested in a redeeming meditation shirt has until October fifteenth to order or, or order one. Um, you know, all all that go goes goes towards. It's not so I can buy my new jet, and get a get a yacht, you know, stuff 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 like that. Um, all 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 of the pro proceeds go towards uh, more giveaways. Goes towards supporting other podcasts. Goes towards supporting um, education for for uh, other uh, ministers of the God, God gospel. So um, those two things: shirts and get 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 giveaway. Uh, from Raza, do you have anything that el- else before we clo- close it out? 
go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Reform Raza. We are on Facebook, Reform Raza Podcast. We are reformraza.com. Listen to the episodes on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and wherever you stream uh, podcasts. Go ahead and hit us up, reformraza.gmail.com. With any questions, comments, concerns, or rebukes, you can hit us up right there. Right, and if you had anything... Um, if he had anything that was some sort of issue of what is what from from my end, go ahead and email Reform Rasa. There you go. <laughs> you want all the smoke. Gladly take it. Bring the smoke. Come on. Just come with the scriptures and baptize your babies. All, 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 all you Lutherans, flame, flame. If we if we offended you, I'm a, yeah. Come on, flame. You say you say you call yourself flame. Well, we want the smoke. Come on. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Come on, bro. No, Come on, somebody. No filter. Come on. I just lost my my whole Lutheran li- 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 listening audience. You said something good about flame. <laughs> bro. Cage stage Cal- Calvinist talking about the cage stage Lutheran. Wait, you can get out the cage? this guy all right guys guys it was a fun time and um yeah yeah so thank 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 you so so much for coming on appreciate you brother sure it was a pleasure cool all right everybody thanks for listening in and uh we'll catch you next time behold him Love